Thank you, Father. Lord, as we go into this word, you are about to teach and we are about to learn. We have come to be fed, to be washed with the waters of the word. You chose this time. You chose this season. You chose this word. Thank you, Father, for the revelation of your word. In Jesus' name. The entrance of your word brings light. Wash us. Illuminate us. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we may behold the truth, the person, and the reality that is Christ. Holy Spirit, you wrote this. Teach us what this means to you. Why you chose it for this moment. And what you want us to take from this to the world. Help us see Christ in this world. All scripture is God-breathed. Help us inhale properly so that we may live out the life of God that has been breathed in the scriptures. That we inhale properly, not just to hold our, the breath that we have inhaled, but to give out the breath of life to the world that surrounds us. This word, expand, expound, and excavate, that we may understand the reality of this word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because we, through you, we know that we will see Christ and we will see properly. In Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know why the Holy Spirit had me say that, but this is how I typically pray when I'm reading the scripture personally. But it's having me share that with everyone as, I, as we are doing that. So he wanted us to switch from Amplified, which is where I studied it in, to BSB, Variant, Variant Standard Version. So, um, this is in a situation, in, in, a, in a season, where there were, thank you, Miss Becky, First Kings 13. I'm just giving you a summary of 1 to one, 1 to 11 before we go to 11. In the time where there were the, the false prophets there. Uh, okay, I will do thing. Suddenly, I'm reading from 1, so you can see. Suddenly, as Jeroboam was standing beside the altar to burn incense, there came a man of God from Judah to Bethel by the word of God. So there came a man from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord. And he cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord. O altar, O altar. This is what, what the Lord says. A son named Josiah will be born to the house of David. And upon you he will sacrifice the priest of the high places who burn incense upon you. And human, human bones will be burned upon you. Keep going. We'll go to that later. That day, the man of God gave a sign saying, The Lord has spoken the sign. Surely the altar will be split apart and ashes will pour out. Now when King Jeroboam, who was at the altar in Bethel, heard the word that the man of God had cried out against it, he stretched out his hand and said, Seize him. So this prophet was sent to say things that the Lord has sent. said, other prophets have been giving him words that he liked to hear. This prophet came to say the truth that he did not like to hear. He tried to kill the prophet. And the prophet said to him, he stretched out his hand and said, seize him. But the, the hand he stretched out towards him withered so that he could not pull it back. And the altar was split apart and the ashes poured out according to the sign that the man of God had given by the word of God. 
Then the king responded to the man of God, intercede with the Lord your God and pray that my hand be restored. So the man of God interceded with the Lord and the king's hand was restored to him as it had been before. Then the king said to the man of God, come home with me and refresh yourself and I will give you a reward. But the man of God replied, if you were to give me half of your possessions, I would not go with you, nor would I eat bread or drink water in this place. For this is what I was commanded by the Lord, by the word of the Lord. You must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. God sent this man on a mission to his place. Now, this king whom he has sent to one, this king tried to entice him. He remembered what God said. I think God said it in, in 12. I believe it was. Okay. This was a, he had built idols. He had done a lot of things. And, it, and it, then it, God sent the prophet to say all those things to him. I believe. <laughs> but the word of God came to Shemaiah, the man of God. No, 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 this is not it. So let, me not, let me go there. Huh? I don't want to divert from that. Okay. So, the prophet came to give him this word. The prophet broke down the word, the word that God said to him. The king received it. One of the things that God had told this prophet, do not eat anything in this place that you are going to. Do not drink anything. Do not even go back the same way that you came. When the king tried to entice this man, he said, the man replied to the king, for this is what I was commanded by the word of Lord. You must not eat bread or drink water or return by the way you came. So the man of God went another way and did not return by the way he came to Bethlehem. This is the part we are coming to from 11. The old prophet and the man of God. The first question I began to ask myself when I saw this scripture is, why was this person called an old prophet? Why not just a prophet? Why was he called an old prophet? Was it, a, was it a function of age or a function of he's no more longer in a position where he's being spoken to? Why was he, who is present in a space, not the one that was sent to speak? The focus of today not today, I mean, this short time, this small snippet where the Lord wanted to highlight to people is, who are you listening to before you listen, listen to God? Come on. Who are you listening to before you listen to God? Whose word is heavier than God's direct word to you? Who have you deemed in a position of age, a position of power, or in any position that makes you first listen to them before you listen to God or listen to them along with God, not listen to God first. Let God be true and every man be a liar. So God is the standard and you measure everyone else by that standard. And if they don't match the standard, you kick them out. And if they've always been matching the standard and the day they miss it, you don't miss God because they missed it. You miss them when they miss it. Who do you think 
has spent so much time in ministry that you you believe that you have to listen to them first before you listen to god Eleven. Now a certain old prophet was living in Bethel. His sons came and told him all the deeds that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. So he was not even there. Not only were you sent, you were not in a position where you could see what happened or hear what happened. So you could not hear God. And you were, you were so inconsequential despite what you should have been. So either he had compromised by seven and idols or compromised in such a position he has become he had come to a place where he could not hear god and we will see the essence of his character as we read through the scriptures and we start matching it with people who are in positions that are in their life and their ministerial positions i'm not trying to divide the church i'm just asking sons to be careful are we tracking people are we understanding yes we are now uh -huh. yes, now a thank you very much now a certain old prophet was living in bethel and his sons came and told him all the deeds that the man of god had done that day in bethel they also told their father the words that the man had spoken to the king the man humbled the king the king that all of you are supposed to be afraid of the king did want to raise his hand up hand up his hand turned lepros the prophet humbled the king by the power of god and you who is an old prophet you are in the space you are hiding out you are not you have no reference you have no influence in the space that you are in let's keep going which way did he go the father asked and his son showed him the way that was taken by the man of god who had come from judah do you notice that there is no mention of this of the name of this man But every prophet that has said something before the king, every prophet that, that lived, that transformed kings, their names are mentioned. But why is it, what happened to this man that his name is not recorded? Be careful who you listen to before you become a figment of history despite your accomplishments. Who you listen to will define your mind. Who, if, you if they define your mind, they define your belief. If they define your belief, they define your choices. You can never be so invested in a person's experience that you stop listening to God because of them. Nobody is God. God is God. God stands alone. In his office, there's an elect of individuality in oneness. Yes, by Christ, we have come into God. But by Christ is how we came in. We do not become the Christ that comes in. Christ brought us in, into, into God. Christ is the entrance into the Father. So do not start making other people Christ when Christ is Christ alone. Christ is the mediator to the Father. He does not need the mediator to mediate him, him into mediating the Father. So what people do is exhort pastors, exhort preachers, exhort prophets, exhort apostles, exhort people into mediation for christ like they are christ before christ before they can get to the father christ did not need help he mediated on his own and we come into him so that god can no longer have god god does not have grandchildren he's no longer god of the father god the father of isaac and jacob god of um, uh, god of Adeboye, god of my father god of my mother no 
he said to Mary at the edge before he went back, I am going to my father, your father, my God, your God. So which means if he's your father, father is intimacy, God is authority. Father in intimacy, God in authority. So no one else should define your intimacy. No one else should navigate the authority. Your pastor is not greater than you. You are seated in Christ. Your, 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 your apostle, your preacher, your teacher is not greater than you. So you should not listen to them first before listening to God. They are supposed to excavate the word and encourage people to learn, to yield, to submit in Christ. They excavate and you go back to study to see if what they've excavated is truly the right excavation. They excavate. As they are excavating the word, you take the sand that they've given you, that, that they've given you to help build. You check if the sand is real. Is this pure cement or did someone just pour water and pour, pour something and tell me that it is, it is sand? Did someone give me a rice to build my house and tell me that it is sand? No, 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 no. You check the excavation. If he, it matches the dimensions of the builder. Are people tracking? Is this making sense? Because yes, the day, yes. Ah, the day that your excavator becomes your builder, the problem begins. Ah. The day your excavator becomes your builder, Christ is the builder. The day your excavator becomes your builder, problems begin. Because the excavator only knows what he is ex excavating in that season. The builder knows what every person needs in the excavation. So you cannot define understanding by pers a person that, that can only see one point of view. You define understanding by a person that sees all points of view. And so you, you this, the person informs you and you decide if his informing matches that person's information. So you listen to God first. That is why the Bereans did not stop checking what Paul was saying. And they grew. Because the more you check, the more you will grow, the more you will understand more things. And the day the pastor will make a mistake, you will not miss God's stake along with him. Let's keep going. Now a second old prophet was living in Bethel. And his sons came and told him all the days that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words. People, what's the meaning? Let me actually, the Holy Spirit just said something. I, I, um, you know, this something. Judah means praise. Bethel means house of God. So, the king, a prophet was sent from, oh my Lord, you are the house of God. In the Old Testament, he dwelt in the praise of his people. In the New Testament, he dwells in the people of his praise. So, there were idols in the people of his praise. I'm talking now. We are speaking New Testament. Things that have been things that have been exalted within you, exalted arguments, exalted doctrines, exalted thoughts and forms. You just take off the light. Thank God I'm doing hotspots to God be the glory. You all can still hear me correctly, right? Yes, we can. Yes, yes we can. can. <laughs> Sorry. 
Enjoy my country. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can. We can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I think it's perfectly. We can hear okay. you. I just took up like give me one second. Um okay. let me just tell someone. I need someone to turn generator. Um Okay, okay. I think my dad is going to help us turn generator. Thank God. Thank God. So so as I was saying, it is imperative. Bethel is the house of God. Bethel, the house of God. God dwelt in the pra in the praises of the people in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, dwells in the people of the of His praise. So the aim of the enemy, the aim of the enemy, is to separate the person and the embodiment of praise to God by raising idols in Him, idols in form of words, idols in form of sophisticated arguments. Idols in form of things that you exalted that you find solace in. I Idols. So you listen to them. So you don't check with God. You check with them first. Let's keep going. And I don't want to... It's supposed to be light. I don't want to go too deep. So his sons came and told him the deeds of this man, of this man that they had done before the king. Twelve. Which way did he go? Their father asked. And his son showed him the way that was taken by the man of God who had come from Judah. So the prophet says to his sons, saddle the donkey for me. They saddled the donkey for him and he mounted it and went after the man of God. He found him sitting under an oak, oak tree and asked, are you the man of God who came from Judah? Do you understand the distinction the Bible the Bible describes the prophet as the man of God and describes the other person as an old prophet. There is nowhere that is described as the prophet of God. The man is continued to be called the man of God, not even prophet. The other one is called an old prophet. Prophet of who? Prophet of what? The essence, the testimony of Jesus is the essence of prophecy. So when, you, when he loses the essence of, of making manifest the will of Christ, the person of Christ in a space, he stopped being anything else. But he continued the essence of the Father, that praise may dwell in the house of God. That is why the person that betrayed God was Judah. Judas Iscariot. Judah, son of judas so the what god how we betrayed god was in our praise raising up all the other idols raising them before us so now this is a man who has walked with god this is a man who has gone into a temple that that praise may be restored into his proper place that idols may be taken down and all the idols burned down and turned to ashes that the, the person who owns praise may be restored to his proper place in the temple, in the house of God. Now, this is another person. 
coming to the person trying to inst institute a relationship so that he can have a space a space to speak to speak into and speak for him let's keep going he started the donkey for a mountain and went after the man of god he found him sitting under an oak tree and asked are you the man of god who came from judah i am he replied um, um i will see if we, if we start looking at this in, uh, in the new testament are you the man of god sitting under the oak tree let me not go that far and he said i am so the prophet said to the man of god come home with me and eat some bread but the man replied i cannot return with you or eat bread or drink water with you in this place for i have been told by the word of god you must not eat bread or drink water there or return by the way you came then the prophet replied i too am a prophet like you so the bone of this guy's contention was jealousy that he's a prophet like him but god had not spoken to him i too am a prophet like you the fact that that's the, what begun the statement is what his mindset is so check the intention of who's speaking into you check the intention of who's speaking into you is it for god's will is it for their own pleasure is it for their self-aggrandizement or self-exaltation as us of the of their to appease to their delusions of grandeur my wife likes to say what it takes to be a great narcissist and what it takes to be a great preacher the characters align the difference between one and the other is grace preach who is speaking into you and what is their intention is it the love of god that is the drive or the platform or being seen or being acknowledged by the church or you being you being part of the statistics that they can brag about what is the intention of a person trying to speak into you what is their end goal I don't know why the lord had me speak on this today but let me keep going my job is to obey not to question but the man replied i cannot the prophet said i too am a prophet like you and it goes on and an angel spoke to me by the word of the lord now he's a liar so this prophet is comfortable enough to lie about god wow so now we know why he was not spoken to wow and an angel spoke to me by the word of the lord saying bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat bread and drink water so he's comfortable enough enough audacity and lack of regard for god to not only lie but deceive the man and bring him back to his face so he wanted to be associated at the expense of him he wanted to be uh, he wanted to prove that prove governor lordship over him you meet people today 
you just in the, you are just new you will let me show you the ropes if god needed them to teach you he would not be, have sent you to be the one teaching them if god needed them to pour into you he would not have sent you to be the one pointing into the space that they are in they've been there for they've been there long before you and then they want to ex exercise lordship over you because they've been there longer no no god sent you on an assignment if, you need, if, if they were in the right position to do what needed to be done god will not have bypassed them so stop trying to encourage or help them or trying to assist because they've been there longer you want to appease to their emotions when 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 sentiment becomes sentimental sentiment become mental so they start focusing on their own thoughts rather than the mind of christ check who's speaking into you that they match the person that you are who has spoken for you you are spoken for so since you are spoken for the words of the person speaking into you must match the person who has spoken for you god is not confused you don't need to look outside to listen when you can look inside to hear let me repeat that you don't need to look outside to listen when you can first look inside to hear if god is within you any word that is not matching him who is speaking within you turn it off turn it out turn away are people understanding so the god who sent him the god who spoke to him will now send someone else to come and meet him not tell him uh -uh. Is God confused? Check yourself before someone comes and helps you wreck yourself. Wow, 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 wow. I too am a prophet like you. And the angel of, spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you to your house. So that he may eat bread and drink water the old prophet was lying to him but the man of god went back with him ate bread in his house and drank water while they were sitting at the table the word of the lord came to the prophet who had brought him back and the prophet cried out to the man of god who had come from judah this is what the lord says because you have defied the word of the lord and have not kept the commandment that the lord gave you but you went back and ate bread and drank water in the place he told you not to do so your body shall never reach the tomb of your fathers the same one that has taught you wrong with the same one that will judge you right the same one that heard wrong will not be this is as a result of my wrong teaching as a result of my wrong understanding as a result no 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 no. they will be the first one to apply condemnation in the space where they touch wrong check who's speaking into you this is in your offices this is in your in the churches in the spaces that you are in check who's speaking do they match who the holy spirit says should be speaking into you or what the holy spirit has spoken to you check who is speaking? He lied. The prophet never checked that what he's hearing is, is, is in agreement with what the Lord is saying. You have to constantly be checking 
that you are listening as one with Christ. That the person that is speaking match, matches the speakings of the blood for you. That the person that is speaking matches what the Lord is saying to you in this time, in this season, in this moment. That the words match the beginning himself to you. And everything the sacrifice of Christ has conferred unto you is being revealed accurately by the word. Because prophecy is the essence of Christ. So, a false prophet is someone that wrongly excavates, breaks down, or totomiologizes the word of God, Christ. In the beginning was the word. So, a person corrupts the beginning of a person by feeding them the wrong word. Check who you are listening to. They cannot, they cannot exalt their, their intellect. That means their intellect is their idol. They cannot exalt how long they've been teaching. That means their time is their idol. And trying to enforce knowledge on you that God has not taught you. People, are people tracking? I don't know. Is this making sense? Before I, uh, is this making Make sense? Yes. We're tracking. We're tracking and trying to let it sit in. Because uh, sometimes some of these um, pastors or prophets will use this place of honor to try and enforce a resistance or, you know, a, a non-agreement sort of, right? So um, we're listening. If the Holy Spirit, look, look, this is why Paul told Peter when Peter did nonsense. Paul could have said, ah, Peter walked with Jesus. Peter was long in the word. Peter, Peter was there before me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only three years that I've known this, I've known this scripture. Peter, Peter, could have, Peter, could, Peter is the old prophet in this matter. He said, he corrected Peter, called him out in front of people. You are teaching people wrong. Almost making a, see, Mark, um, John Mark do the same thing that you are doing. No, he called him out. The believer can see there's no one when you say ah, you cannot call out your pastor. No, 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 no. There's no exalting of who is higher than the other. You are all one in Christ. I know some churches will tell you that there's a state, there's a level. Mm -mm. We are following Christ, we are following Christ. Peter, Paul called that Peter. Anybody call out anybody if they are going in the wrong way. That is the assignment of the body of Christ. And so on the, if the day you call out your day you correct your pastor, you should leave the church with nonsense. That when did they see that in the Bible? Hmm. Christ is the one exalted. We are all one in Christ. We are all in, in the exalted Savior. Yes. We are all one. It's an egalitarian gospel. God, Jesus removed every structure that exalts one person above the other. Hmm. And the gifts are in service of the body. So the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, and every uh, that, that, those, those positions and all gifts, they are in service to the body. So you manage, you walk in all gifts, serve in all positions for the growth and the establishment of the body of Christ. So you serve the body, the body does not serve you. Your position is in service to the body. So if anything, if you are, if you are looking for anything, you are below the body because you are serving them. So all gifts must edify, all positions must edify, edify, strengthen, structure, and direct because they are gifts of grace. Grace equips as an instructs. So you are equipped to instruct properly the body in their identity in Christ. Let me go back to where we were coming from before I shift off topic. 
So the old prophet came in with age, came in with position, came in with all those things and caused the wrong prophet to miss it. The wrong prophet did not check with the person that sent him. Instead, they listened to the person that thought he thought was sent to him. If someone brings a message to your house, brings a gift to your house, telling you that you will call the person that brought it up. I just spend that gift. Did you send them? I just want to make sure. Thank you for the gift. Though. He did not do that. Why do we keep accepting the messenger without checking who sent them? The easiest way for someone to infiltrate is to present a semblance of light, present a semblance of resemblance, present familiarity. You cannot be so familiar with this gospel that you begin to forget the person that the gospel is a person. And when in a situation when the person who is supposed to look like that person stops looking like that, you don't welcome them into your house. You leave them outside. You look like mm. the person that do they look like the person that matches the gospel. Hopi. Are we tracking? Let's keep going. Let's see the mentality of this. Yes. Process. Now you would think at this person will have asked story I lied to you. So so this reminds me of the uh, Bible. Okay. Sorry. Oh sorry. Oh, I, I thought Mr. Mike was I didn't know who was saying something. Oh, he, he was trying to Ms. speak Bethany, at first, but I wanted to say something that this reminds me of the Bible. Yes, this reminds me of the Bible verse that says, let him be accursed. If anyone tries to preach another gospel to you, let him be accursed. And Paul said it like two or yes. three times in that same like, chapter. Paul well, 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 was nice. John says, don't even greet him. Don't say God's speech. Don't say don't say good luck or goodbye. God speed. Don't bless. If, if you are doing that, you are saying that you are you are even adding to their chase them out. Don't associate yourself with them. That's how far John goes. Yeah. Age does not mean age does not mean intelligence. Age does not mean wisdom. Age does not mean experience. Wisdom comes from learning what you are supposed to learn from the experience. People can have experiences and learn the wrong thing. Two people can have this. Two people can live in the same house and experience the parents differently because parents were in different seasons of their life when they had different children uh, each child or were in different emotional positions when they see each child so each child experiences differently the parents and learn from those experiences differently so experiences a string of experiences does not mean wisdom a, a stream of experiences is simply a gathering of data not even knowledge because knowledge is appropri appropriately gathered, not uh, gathered. That, that applies to something. So they can have gathered data. That is not full knowledge. We cannot deem a an extension of years as the wisdom of God. The wisdom is a person. Christ. And if the essence of prophecy does not define the person of wisdom, run away. Anyone who's preaching, whose character does not match the gospel, run away. Anyone who's preaching and all of a sudden you start feeling anything that God has not defined you as, turn away. 
Christ sacrificed so much for you to be made to feel any less. Twenty-three. After the man of God finished eating and drinking, the old prophet who had brought him back saddled the donkey for him. So, and as he went on the way, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was left lying in the road with a donkey and a lion beside it. And there were men passing by who saw the body lying in the road with a lion standing beside it. And they went and reported this in the city where the old prophet lived. When the old prophet who had brought him back from his journey heard this, he said, it is the man of God who disobeyed the command of God, of the Lord. You see that? You see these people? Wow. It is the man of God who disobeyed the command of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord has delivered him to the lion, and it has mauled him and killed him. According to the word that the Lord has spoken to him. Don't we see his mentality today? Yes. Are we seeing people? 27. Then the old prophet instructed his son, saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled, and he went and found the body lying in the road. I don't know whether this is beauty conscience. And he went and found the body lying in the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside it. The lion had not eaten the body or more the donkey. So the prophet lifted up the body of the man of God, laid it on the donkey, and brought it back to his own city to mourn for him and bury him. To mourn. Mourn for a person you destroyed. Mourn. Then he laid the body in his own tomb, and they, lam and they lamented over him. Oh, my brother. Can we see the fake, the, can we see? That's one. After he buried him, the prophet said to his sons, when I die, you must bury me in the tomb where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the message that he cried out by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against the shrines on the high places in the, small, in the cities of Samaria will surely come to us. Now, even after this event, Jeroboam did not repent of his evil ways. I mean, I, I mean, because I will go off topic back to talk about 33. But look at this. Everything he did was for sure. Everything he did was to keep up appearances. There was no true repentance. And it seemed like he was double-minded in everything that he did. Everything he did was to seem a certain way. How he approached him, I'm a prophet like you. How he lied to him. How he acted after the word was spoken to him. How he responded when people told him what had happened. Everything was for show to keep up an appearance, to, to come up with a presentation of himself before people. Be careful about people speaking into you who care about appearances alone. Who are all about how things are perceived, how things are seen, uh, how they are seen. 
because when you come into christ you give up your image for the image of christ so you're not all about how you are seen you're all about how christ is perceived it is not about you but the image of christ so if a person is all about their image run because we are now conformed to the image of son so that we can be christ in the place because christ has we have come into the image of christ himself now people who are all about their life all about their, themselves all about um, uh, i need more uh, all about the money all about this all about that to, to flesh their life that means they did not realize that they died and is the life of christ that now lives run away from people like that check the fruit before you check the word because a person can have miracles without having fruit the gift of god is about is without repentance without recompense he doesn't collect the gift back that you see the gift does not mean that you that the person that the, that the person is with him that you see the display of power because some power, some powers are gifts that you see the display of power does not mean the fruit because fruit bears more fruit fruit bears more fruit because in fruit there's seed and in seed there's there's tree and there's fruit so fruit will bear more fruit so then check the fruit before you check the word check the fruit while you are checking the word check the fruit that the fruit matches the word check who's speaking into you yes it is y'all are quiet yes it's making too much sense <sighs> what of a person that does comparison why why is it making sense to you people go ahead you have the floor So, comparison, I mean, like comparing people to each other. It makes sense. Yeah, like oh, um, almost like deserving of the same treatment of somebody else, yes. something like that. I'll hear your solar. Your solar, we didn't hear anything you said. We just heard the last. Anyone else Oh, I said um. Like comparison with um, how someone else is treated or how someone else is received or respected, you know. Um, it, it, what you are saying, I want to answer your question. And how does it make sense? I mean, when you bring everything okay. to the perspective of Christ and that position of sonship, and you know, it's all about Christ we we need to we need to know these things quite frankly we need to understand and i'm really grateful that the holy spirit brought it up especially as we all move in our diverse spaces because we you know we can come across things like this we just never know it's a teaching even for the future um and it's making sense in that regard um yeah when you know some some what you said that is powerful that still resonating with me is how if somebody is teaching the gospel and that gospel is not reflecting in the character of the person hmm, it's it's you need to it's, it's a sign that something is not adding up so it, it's, it's it's possible that people are saying and preaching and teaching what they don't believe or what they're not applying in their own lives and that's just interesting as you were talking as you are talking, Mr. Man, before you go, as you are talking, Yosola, the Holy Spirit said, insecurity is the glass that forms the mirror of comparison. 
right. I'll repeat that. Insecurity is the glass that forms the mirror of comparison. I thought as well. I'll repeat it the third time. Insecurity is a glass that forms the mirrors of comparison. Mm. If people have yeah, so now when insecurity forms the mirror and a person looks into the glass, what they see are the flaws, and it's the flaws they use for comparison. Insecurity is a glass that forms the mirrors of comparison. That's why God in his wisdom is assures us that we are the one that he, we find it, we find security in Christ. And so we'll be right. as in we behold a glass so that we do not see our flaws, we see the perfection of Christ. So that the more we behold him and we see the perfections that he has, so we don't see our flaws, we see Christ and we see his perfections as our perfections. Okay, we read that in Revelation. Okay. When was it? That was um last on Monday. Uh -huh. So we now see his yeah. perfections become our perfections. His virtues become our virtues. I was talking in Revelation last Monday. His virtues become our virtues. His perfections become our perfections. And his glory becomes our glory. So we, we have inherited his virtue. We have inherited his perfections. We have inherited his glory. So what are we, what are we there to be insecure about? So we are not coming to pair with anyone else but Christ. But other people will say, ah, look at that one. You should treat me like that person. You should do me like that. No, 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 no. In an atmosphere of mm. Christ, where everyone is growing up in love, everyone showers you with the love that you need for that season as led by Christ. And so stop trying to receive what God has not has not set you aside to receive in that time. Stop trying to exalt yourself to positions of comparison and forcing people to forcing people in your comfort to treat you a certain way. It's a different thing. You have been dishonored by people. Now that's a different discussion. Maybe you need to talk about how you have maybe not shown honor or how you need to properly ed educate the people that surround you in what honor looks like. Educating them in love. Because honor is shown, not taught. Let me repeat that. Honor is shown, not taught. You cannot teach people honor by writing down words. You teach people honor by first honoring them. Because we love because he first loved, or loved, us, loved us. So when you honor them in actions, they will learn how to honor you. Not enforce honor by rules, you showcase honor by service. Exactly. Honor is shown. Hallelujah. Because taught honor becomes eventually hey. becomes happy. Shown honor. Oh God, I know, I know, brother Mike will holler, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah! Oh my, oh my, taught honor right. eventually comes abuse. Shown honor, music called talk of it. Mm. But I might. Mm. My brother, I know. Oh my God, Don't worry. I know if you talk. I know if you talk. But I'm. I know if you talk. <laughs> Mr. <Mike>. We are. <laughs> Seriously, I, see, I'm not predisposed to talk. I'm just enjoying myself. I will this, is, this is my mic. This is my mic message. No. Ah. But my, my, this is your message. Don't worry. We will see behind the camera. Oh. Wow. Hallelujah! Wow. Mm. Mm. Because if 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 a group in a space, God bless you. You are just strengthening. See, I don't know how to explain 
how you are giving me boldness to know that I'm being taught right. How my path is being illuminated by just hearing you speak. The confidence, I, I'm just telling you, because I want you to know, the confidence you are building in me, eh? uh, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. But mostly, I will do that which God has called me to do. With boldness. Amen. Boldness by the grace of God. Thank you, sir. Amen. It's, it's my pleasure. Hold on. Before, I, I, I have a feeling like it's time for me to stop the recording because it seems like people are about going to that. Let me, should I ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop the recording since we are talking. We are talking. People want me to keep it. That's a word of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs>